I ain't never been the loudest in the room The higher the volume, the more imminent the doom Don't play yourself, kid, play the system The US government, the largest walking contradiction Listen, if you wanna see impossible, then look at me My DNA is cut exquisitely from the best of sheets If I'm lying, I'm flying, and I'm ten toes solid On the same soil that my grandfather's was walking Know your history Welcome, friend, to Quantum Theory, a podcast solely focused on amplifying black and indigenous voices. Let's go get them. Well, 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 here we are. Here we are. Yep. Let me clear my throat. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Have mercy, baby. <laughs> I used to oh, love, love that it. song with Dougie Fresh. Did oh my gosh, a classic. Yes. I, you I know had to beatbox down point at the end. Okay, <laughs> we're going to have to pull it up just to make sure because I'm not trying to claim anything uh, <laughs> without actually knowing for sure. So. Yes, that was so hard. <laughs> yes, we're going to have to play that one. Well, thank you for the clearing of the throw. Way to start us off right. Uh, <laughs> well, here we are. First official episode of Quantum Theory. We need to really get that button established. (laughs) For real. Yeah, we need like a whole pad in front of us with all the buttons that we can play. Yes, I'd overkill that one though. So it's pretty much the (laughs) (laughs) Yo, I love it. Well, dope. Uh, Here we are in our first episode. And, um, you know, to bring everybody in, uh, we want to start off with a quick introduction, you know, so you're not just listening to two random voices just uh, throwing themselves at you. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, right. You know, it's uh, the Nest Purse way, I guess, even uh, just to throw a quick intro out there. So, you know, starting with the eldest, I'll just hop in uh, <laughs> and uh, throw a quick uh, tots lahane oikolo. Good day, everyone. Inwinakisa Kellen. Uh, my name is Kellen. I am both black and from the Nimipu, Nespers people. And if you don't know anything about the Nimipu or Nespers people, if you were to take present day Washington, Oregon, and Idaho, that place where they intersect, and if you were to draw a large circle around that intersection, that's the main area of where our natural homelands were. Of course, the Nespers people traveled west along the Columbia River and further into the plateau and into the valley and the Washington and Oregon side. Uh, finding their way down into southern Idaho and also over into the east into the Montana area. Uh, and so that just kind of gets you acquainted with where uh, the Nimipu are originally. And that's where my mom's family comes from. I am Nimipu from my mother's side. Uh, we come from both the Wallawa Band, which is in northeastern Oregon, as well as the Whitebird Band, which you can find in northwestern Idaho. Uh, my mother grew up on the reservation in Lapway, Idaho which again is in uh, northwestern Idaho. And although I didn't grow up with my biological father, I knew that uh, my dad uh, was black and that he came from Southern California and that I had family in other parts of the country. And it hasn't been until the last year or so, actually last two years, that I've become acquainted with that side of my family. And so now I know that I have a lot of family that are down in the Pasadena area of California as well as our family coming from the Atlanta, Georgia area. So we have roots in the South, uh, which is really great because I grew up with my roots here in the PNW, the Pacific Northwest, uh, with my Nimipu people. And so outside of that, you know, that's what I am. I'm, I'm, bo- I'm a boy of the Pacific Northwest, half black, half native. 
uh, I'm a gay male, you know, he, him, his pronouns, all pronouns are safe with me. Uh, you know, you'll hear me call myself girl, she, they, him, her, all the stuff. Uh, however, uh, mostly uh, rocking with my he, him, and his. And yeah, I mean, that's that's my that's my little one too. Uh, <laughs> how about you, uh, yes. co-host? So, Tatalach, Ina Monique Dwes, Telekayunmai, Kotsoyapo, Timki, Michaela Thompson, Naitsi with Diane Ellenwood, Nakatsi with Chloe Half Moon, Kotnaplach, he with Delbert Ellenwood. Good afternoon, my name is Michaela. Um, I don't have a whole breakdown and intro like Kellen, but um, just a quick little tidbit about me. I grew up on both the East Coast and the West Coast. Um, my mom is Nimipu and my dad is black. Um, I grew up on the East Coast until I was about 10. Oh gosh, sorry. We we chat as we talk and <laughs> Kelly just shot me a message. You know, I'm just going to keep it pushing. We're just going to yeah, ignore this, this virtual life. You know, we just got to keep it rolling. <laughs> Take two. But um, anyway, so for those of you, it's probably for me, good for me to say it now. I am not the tech savvy one. I'm going to <laughs> say that now. Um, so if I go out in my audio or whatever it is, it's, you know, it's normal. So just for future reference. But um, yes. anyway, yeah. So, um, but yeah, so I grew up on the East Coast. So I was about 10 and then um, I moved out to the res, went to school on my res in Lapway for a little bit and went to the Salish Kootenai res for a little bit in Montana, moved back to the East Coast, moved back to the West Coast. So, um, so I have, I've, I've, I've been raised on both sides, um, of my family. So there was no, there was nothing that was predominantly like where I was for most of my life or anything like that. So I kind of have experience of both, but, um, a little bit of me but i'm excited to kind of jump in and for you guys to learn more about me as we continue on our podcast journey <laughs> oh for sure you know this is just a little, a little official stamp because yeah the the true getting to know us is going to happen along the journey uh and you know as we step off into our journey too uh, we definitely want to acknowledge uh one of our fellow black Nimipu, um who was around with us as we were cultivating this idea and this project. And um, although they are no longer uh, rocking with us in this very moment uh, with our recording and releasing of episodes, you know, our spirit is always there. We're always united. Um, and our community is, you know, we're, we're here to help and support one another. And so, you know, when people are in a position where, you know, you have to choose to prioritize yourself, um, over, you know, anything else, it's like, yes, we, we understand that. And that's, you know, basically the meat of what we want to get into today, too. Yes, um, yes. You know, however, before we get into a full course meal, uh, there is a little appetizer. And <laughs> for me, my appetizer is just really knowing, like, yo, where are we at, you know, um, in our day, in our week? I know for me, in this very current moment, I'm low-key hot AF. It just decided to be high 80s, low 90s here in uh, Spokane, Washington. 
And, um, you know, it's at that point where you're like, do I turn on the AC or do I just open up a window? Uh, Mm -hmm. Do you want to pay for your satisfaction or do you want to be somewhat suffering but enough getting by? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. One thing we were taught as kids is don't touch the thermostat. Oh, my gosh. When you're older, it's like, I can touch it, but do I want to? (laughs) Yep. Yep. Oh, my gosh. For my papa, like with him, the AC always had to be on like high and then, yeah, it was the inside or out. You know, you made your choice. Mm-hmm. Stick with yep. it. Um, and so, yeah, my cousins and I, we would, like, smuggle ourselves into the window in the downstairs, like, <laughs> basement area of the house so mm-hmm. that we wouldn't have to go in and out of the door. You know, yeah. <laughs> that was our, our little workaround. Let's, let's just go through the window. <laughs> my family would always be like, close the door. Who had the door open? <laughs> like, and you, if you're too hot, you better basically take off less clothes like take off like yep. make sure you're dressed for that occasion and if you're yep. too cold you better grab blanket like there was Go no middle ground yeah right <laughs> oh my gosh yeah be walking around the house with layers on just like yes. full sweats hoodie a blanket my wool socks like uh, pendleton <laughs> <laughs> come yeah. off the windows <laughs> and you know there's hella pendletons all around right um, yes, yes. And it's so funny, yo, the, the, uh, what do you call that? The diversity or the, um, the versatility, that's the word of a Pendleton blanket. Oh, uh, yes. Because not only is it gorgeous, yeah, you know, we use it for so much. Use it for the window, uh, you make your babies on it, you put it yeah. in here. Like, <laughs> like, there's, it's multiple, it's very versatile blanket. Oh my gosh, right? It, I love how it holds in the cold in the mm-hmm. summer and it keeps the cold out in the winter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, that's kind of like where I'm at this week is like in that transition of like final days of spring into summer. Uh, Things are a little chaotic right now, Mm -hmm. which is good in a sense. Uh, You know, I'm knocking out different beating projects. Uh, I have deadlines coming up. And so it keeps me active along with, you know, setting in this schedule of us recording and making sure that we're getting our voices out. Uh, You know, it's, it's cool to have a lot of things running at the exact same time. And at the exact same time, it's like, oh my gosh, like, yes, <laughs> hopefully I, I can like balance the, all this. The world doesn't know how to balance what's going on right now. I feel like everywhere, there's confusion everywhere. Truth. <laughs> We're in that transition of the pandemic. Do we open up? Oh, sure. Why not? Let's completely open up. And then you have people who are right. like, no, no, I'm not ready. So the world's just, they're, they're in the same mental state. So. <laughs> oh, for real. It's, you know, the double Dutch r- ropes are going and you're just like doing that little bounce yeah. back and forth. Like, okay, I got this. I got this. That's, mm-hmm. that's where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. where we're at, apparently. Yeah. So like my week, I'm finally home for the whole week, which is really, really nice. Between Dope. for the last three weeks, bouncing from Vegas to back home in Idaho to North Carolina to Maryland it's finally good to be stable for a minute, getting some work done. Um, okay. I'm trying to put in as much work as possible. So that, of course, consists of bead work. Always, like, I haven't beaded either, which is crazy for, like, the last three weeks. And that's, like... Dang. Yeah. That's, like... Oh, no, not the three weeks. I would say, like, two weeks. And okay, that still is a though. long time for me. That's, like, two months. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm finally jumping back in with that, knocking out some orders, um and then juneteenth is going on so i've been planning that event along with the after party so i'm doing two events in one day making sure that's lined up um so the clock is ticking and i'm definitely feeling the pressure on that event but it's okay it's all 
I'm keeping good positivity, making sure I'm putting myself first in different areas, and so it's good. Boom. It's all it's a good busy, but I'm definitely definitely busy. Yeah, you <laughs> can you can see it. It's a tangible thing. Yeah, but it's yo, it's been and good. you have um oh awesome you have a art market too um i, I forget about that that's like a, a a major thing for your summer yeah so that's coming up in august and there's a lot of that's that's like i'm excited but i'm nervous at the same time it's like am i gonna okay. be ready am i gonna have enough stuff the santa fe indian art market is one of the top native american art shows and art markets in the world or in the country for sure and um I got accepted in my first application, so that's really exciting, and it's very rare for a lot of artists, and so I was blessed enough to get through, so um, I'll be doing that. That's coming up, and so those are going to be some really, it's going to be work that I've never done before, to where I'm really going to be challenging myself and going big and just throwing my creativity, creativity just out on the table and just doing what I can do, and so I need to start prepping for that as well, so... There's a lot on my plate, but it's okay. <laughs> like I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm trying to catch all these blessings, but um, it's doing, you it's got doing it. good. <laughs> yes. Well, again, uh, you know, forever showering you and the congratulations on uh, getting you. in and, you know, for that whole journey. Because uh, that's Thank super you. dope. Yes. I'm trying to uh, appreciate the journey and the process and not be so outcome oriented, um, which I'm doing very well. I'm trying to set the pace and balance. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, so it's very easy to get consumed, um, which kind of brings us to our topic, which is mental health. Very much so brings us to it. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. And that's always an awesome, I I like talking about mental health. I think it's very, I think everybody experiences, has their challenges, has their successes, has their failures. Um, And it can be a a very positive thing as well, because once you say something that strikes with you, then it's like, oh, wow, I think it's like a it's a come to Jesus moment sometimes. So I like being able to talk to mental health and be open and honest about my experiences or things that I've learned or, you know, if I can pay it forward just by telling my story. That's great. So, um, but yeah, do you want to say anything else before we jump in? I mean, that that's really it. You know, okay, okay. <laughs> beyond yes. that, it's it's the jump. All so, right. Well, yeah, first take and foremost, we want to pay our respects in regard to the remains of the 215 children that were found at the Kamloops. Is that how you pronounce it? Hopefully I'm saying that correctly. Kamloops Boarding School in Kamloops, Canada, yeah. along with their families. Um, a lot of people may have seen that 215 number floating around. And so we just want to kind of break that down and make sure you guys understand that and um, how big that really is. So um, for those of you that don't know, a mass grave was found that consisted of the remains of 215 children that once attended a boarding school in Canada. And apparently the causes and timing of their deaths are unknown, but are hoped to be recovered in the near future. From the article I read, they're hoping by mid-June that they can start getting those names and the causes of death and etc. Which would be not, you know, it's not great, but at least, you know, they're being acknowledged and um, they're taking that seriously but um for those of you that don't know the history of indian boarding schools they were run by christian authorities who ripped native youth away from their families and had the intent of forcibly assimilating them um this is where the phrase kill the indian save the man the man derived from it was a form of an attempt of cultural genocide so students were forced to cut their hair um, were taught english and christian practices They were harshly punished and sometimes sexually abused if they spoke their language or engaged in any form of cultural cultural or traditional practices. 
Um, those that were found in Canada school were as young as three years old. Um, and which the crazy part is that they didn't close until 1978. So that school was around for a very long time. Yeah. And according to BBC News, there is a missing yeah. children project that documents the death and, and burials of children who have attended these schools. And they have approximately over 4,100 children identified thus far. So just thinking about over 4,000 kids being found, it's just it's traumatic. And that's where, you know, a lot of Native traumas, one of the many areas Native traumas kind of stems from. So... So we just want to make sure we yeah. gave, you know, brought spot, spotlighted yeah. that um, because that was definitely a very key moment in history this this week, um, an acknowledgement for the kids. So we just want to make sure we kind of made everyone aware of what's going on and of that current event, somewhat current event, you know. <clears throat> yeah. Whew. Well, thank you very much for, you know, starting with that acknowledgement. And again, it's so hard and it's so heavy. Uh and so it feels insignificant to even, you know, get names in order to get answers, in order to even speak about it, whatever it may be. Yet, you know, it's what we can do, you know. For sure. Um, and I think before jumping into it's, mental health, it's, it's so like much. we have to understand where our traumas come from and why we have some of the his the his some of the history that we do have. Yes. Um, and where it kind of stems from. So this is, in particular, is one of the many traumas that natives have faced, which goes hand in hand with slavery and being forced to adjust to white people and their practices. Because both cut cultures were attempted to be wiped away and killed off, you know, in many yeah. instances. Um, some tribes were actually killed off. So, and it's like, if we had all the time in the world to lay out all the traumas that black and brown people had to face in this country, it still wouldn't be enough because it's still ongoing. And a lot of it starts from nope. colonization, yes. whose goal was capitali capitalization at any cost. So um, I think it's good to kind of spotlight that and um, before we jump into mental health, mental health, just so people know, especially those who aren't indigenous or black, um, to kind of understand where we're coming from with some of this advice or some of these experiences we're about to share. Yeah, for sure. And it's so crazy that you mentioned that because it's so true. Even in the last in the last 48 hours, I've had conversations with uh, people generation before me, um, you know, where they called me uh, and they were literally traumatized uh, by this news, you know, mm -hmm. um, and that wasn't the intent of the call. You know, the call was elsewhere. And then when it got down to, you know, how are we doing um, as individuals, that's what my elder brought up, you know, right away. Um, and so, you know, it's it's just like when we see people, you know, murdered in the street um, so often as we do, um, or all these other crazy injustices um, on a basically daily basis, uh, it's so hard and it, and it really does affect your mental space um, and your ability to, to even just process through a day, you know? For sure, for sure. Um, and so that's why even when you say like, you know, these are ongoing traumas, like they are, you know, you want to look at these things uh, with residential schools, with boarding schools uh, and be like, oh, you know, that's a, that's a moment of the past. Uh, and even that as an oversimplification, you know, mm -hmm. yet, 
we can't even really, really do that because we're not that far detached from the history. You know, 1978 was less than a decade away from me being born, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, Um, and as many Native people, you know, I know people who were sent to residential schools. You know, my Nakats, my maternal grandmother, she was sent to a a residential school, Indian residential school up on the Coeur d'Alene Reservation. Uh, You know, it's we're not that far removed. No, not at all. If, If at all, you know. Uh, and so it's only, I don't want to say fitting yet, you know, it just makes all the sense that uh, these large scale things really do affect us mm-hmm. in a real way. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of, we kind of threw that out today on one of our posts on our, that we put on Instagram, um, that there's a lot of yes. myths and stigma, stigmas fo- focused around um, black and brown communities and what are some of those stigmas? So we got a quite we got a few answers, which really made a lot of sense um, into kind of what we're going to be touching on today as well. But we it kind of ranged. Like one said, needing to um, ask for help um, kind of goes against the grain of masculinity. One that said that the Christian re- religion yep. can um, fix things, just the illness alone. Um, so there's there's a lot. Um, oh, that, yeah. Like, stems, Pray it away. Yeah. There's a lot that stems from these myths and these stigmas that are, that are reasons why we avoid finding help, you know. And I yeah. heard this thing from Taraji P. Henson. She said, the other side of healing is dealing with our past and all of it isn't pretty. Ooh. So, yes. Yeah. And that's the truth if I ever heard it. <laughs> yeah. But, Yo, this makes me wonder, um, what is like your first encounter with the full umbrella term of mental health uh you know whether that means uh therapy or just anything like do you have like a point where you're like oh this is my first recognition of this thing or of this this subject yeah so I never really took it seriously in a sense for a long time it wasn't until 2019 I really tapped into me because um, okay. I mean, with mental health, I ne- like I never really, I never really, I was never necessarily taught about it. Um, yeah. I think yeah. the first time um, I kind of came to understand it and understanding that I needed it was because I, I actually, I have attempted suicide and going to wow. the hospital, the first thing they want to do is shove you in some therapy. <laughs> so okay. when I okay. went into therapy, I didn't connect with it right away. It was just this this older white woman. Um, she was nice, but at the same time, it's like you're there to collect your check, obviously, and you're paying Got attention it. to the time so much. So it didn't fit well with me. Um, I think I took a gap for probably years, and um, I didn't really start going back into therapy until this past year, but I already had done the work myself. So like when I got first it. got that first look into therapy, wasn't for me. I overworked myself. I was working three or four jobs, going to school full time. Um, and just based on my grieving and why I was depressed in the first place, I threw myself into multiple um, work ventures and events that I was doing. So it wasn't healthy. It wasn't until I passed out at a brand new job um, that I realized, and I didn't even realize I passed out three times. <laughs> oh my goodness. Because I wasn't taking care of myself and I was just pushing. It wasn't. I, I didn't feel as though in the moment as I was pushing 
my mental health aside, but I was obviously. Okay. And so once that happened and even just, you know, with, I think it became a lot too with some relationships in terms of friendships to where I just needed a moment to just step out of what I thought was myself, kind of shut down and focus on me. So I kind of stopped talking to some people in 2019. I'm like, all right, I need to focus on me. I need to get it together and just understand and deal with the things I need to deal with. So I suffered from depression and um, for a while. And it wasn't until I started reading books. And that's why I pushed books so hard was um, my experience with the therapist wasn't what I wanted it to be. So I'm like, well, I'm going to start reading these self-development books. And I took the book seriously. I did everything it proposed and the little, you know, actions they wanted me to take and literally everything. And I was doing great. And then, um, so that really helped me. First and foremost, I was good. And after towards, I, I wanted to maintain that mental stability and, um, just doing as well as I could. So that's when I got a therapist. Um, and it didn't last that long because she was like, I mean, I still go to, go to, I'm a strong, I'm pro therapy. Anybody who knows me knows I'm pro therapy, get a therapist. But like I was going for a little bit and she was like, okay, well, but at first, then she was like, um, I've seen her week to week. She's like, all right, let's do every other week. And I'm like, what? Like, you don't want to see me? Like, you don't know, like what's going on? And then, Wait just, a second. then I realized like, cause I would go to therapy and I wouldn't have much to say. And like, then we did every month and then she, well, actually that it was a really small time span, but she was just like, okay, okay. you're doing great. Let's keep tapping into that wisdom. Like you sound like you're doing amazing. She's like, well, next time, you know, you need just, just hit me up basically when you want to have another session. So that's where I'm at. Yeah. And I haven't seen my therapist for like two or three months now. But okay. whenever something's on my mind or I just got to get something out, you know, it's human. So yeah, that's when I tap into my therapist. But I definitely did the self-help my fir- first. And like I said, with those books. Um, but yeah, so that's why I'm so passionate about it. Because it's I literally felt like I, ha- I had to do it, do it myself. Um, and just tapping into understanding myself and my emotions. Um, I had to figure out why I reacted to the, the ways I did. I had to deal with things. I never really acknowledged and not hesitate on feeling the emotions I felt, which included allowing myself to feel whether it was sadness, anger, and even happiness. I had to pay attention to what made me feel that particular emotion and begin to break it down. So yeah. that was that was kind of my mental health journey when I really decided to tap into it and fully understand it. Sorry for the ramble, but, but yeah. Oh my gosh. It, it no, not at all. <laughs> Yeah, no, I oh, yeah. I was I was still ready for another five to ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good feeling though. It's a good feeling yeah. that you tap into that and you're confident in yourself and you know it's it's a it's a big deal. Yeah. Well, first and foremost, you know, thank you so much for opening up about your experiences and for having an open heart and sharing. Um, yeah. you know, that's such an amazing indicator of not only who you are, uh also of the work that you do, you know, and the world that you're creating for yourself you know it's not every person that can be that open and honest about everything that's happened in their life Uh, and especially on a platform like this you know you know Mm -hmm. that your voice is going to go out to other people Mm -hmm. Uh, so again again and again just thank you so much yeah and it's super (laughs) interesting um hearing your journey from 2019 on because uh, so much of it is very similar to to mine Uh, And so it was really intriguing just to hear that part of it. Uh, For me, my first, I guess, the the thing that I can pinpoint as like my first time being confronted with quote unquote mental health uh, happened back in like 2000, 
I think it was the year 2000, 1999 or 2000. Uh, and it was when my family relocated from the metropolis of Seattle, where, you know, I was thriving in diversity. I had people all around me that were just, you know, mixed of all people, you know, all religions, all everything. And then I came over to Spokane Valley, which is on the east side of Washington State, and it's just all white. And the area that I grew up in, that, that our parents put us in, really, um, you know, we're right on the edge of like the affluent neighborhood. And so when I went to school, you know, here I was like this poor brown kid, you know, we barely had lawn chairs as furniture in our duplex. You know, I had to walk to school and like, I know it's not like the most tragic story ever yet. You know, like all my classmates were like rolling in. They were just of a different place, you know, and of a different mindset. And it was so jarring to me. And I just remember that whole year two years of like turnover I was going through it uh and I remember being in my classroom one day and you know that moment in what's that movie uh Blindside uh where Michael writes that thing about white walls and white Mm -hmm. people and white floors I had one of those moments in my class where like I just shut down like I, I I couldn't you know I was like overtaken by all the emotion and I just like threw my hood up you know, arm across the desk in front of me and the pen underneath me and just like writing everything out. And, um, you know, class was over, uh, bell rang, people left. And I sat there and I just kept writing, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and the teacher, like, of course, they were like, you know, had to let me. Um, and then a week later, you know, calling in my parents and um, reviewing what I was writing because, you know, I was talking about ending my life and how mm-hmm. miserable I was Uh and yeah, I got, I remember uh, having a few sessions with like the school counselor. Uh, and then outside of that, um, it was affecting, or like my mental state was also uh, seeping into my athleticism or my athletics because I was a hockey player. Um, and so like being on the ice, being with my team in these new environments, uh, it was a lot to handle. And I remember that was one thing that like my parents offered me. They were like, oh, like, you know, somebody has a sports therapist where they work through like the mental portion of sports, you know, help clear out whatever your blockages are that stop you from, you know, achieving and doing these things. And I remember being so disgusted, you know, because I was like, ew, there's nothing wrong with me. Like, why would you ever think that I need to go to therapy, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And then a couple months later, you know, as I'm like a young starting to be a teenager and like dealing with like my gay identity, you know, and what that means. Um, then again, you know, that prospect of, Hey, why don't we like have you talk to a therapist and figure these things out? And it's again, that thing of like repulsion, like, no, I'm not broken. There's nothing wrong with me. Um, and so I think back to that because that was like my first era and my first acknowledgement of what, mental health is and or can be in in the broad sense you know yeah um and then I went this long period and then it wasn't until like 2018 up until current where it's just been like my life has been so flipped around and to Mm -hmm. where um my mental health and my mental fitness is like a top priority in my life and an absolute priority for the people around me if mm-hmm. I can have anything to do with it, you know? Yeah, most definitely. That's that's key. With everything that you do, you need to be able to 
be able to put your mental health first. And that's what I tell people. I'm like, everything is figure outable. Which is a good book, by the way. I'm gonna go ahead and throw that out there. It's called Yeah, do it. Figure outable. But um, okay. But I was saying that before I even heard of the book because it's true. It's like your mental health comes first. And like even yesterday, we were set to record, and yep. you know, I the old me would have been like, no, I gotta, you know, it falls on my work ethic. It falls on you. Mm-hmm. Know, let's just get it done. I've committed to this. I gotta do it. But now I'm at the point. Like even with yesterday, I came up. I was like, hey. I don't know why, but I'm super drained. I'm really tired. And you were like, no, don't worry about it. Yep. Like, you know, as, so that's As what I'm soon saying. as you said it, as soon as I saw it, I was like, <laughs> oh. Psh. And that's what people have to understand is they put so much pressure on themselves that they don't need. And all yeah. it takes is to ask a question or try to rearrange re- rearrange some things. If you need an extra five minutes, just say you need an extra five minutes. So, you know, there's, there's a lot that goes on. And that was the other thing, too, with like my with how much I kept myself busy when it wasn't healthy to I had a lot of people they had that expectation of me they would say well I don't know how you do it but you always figure it out you'll figure it out and I just you know I felt like I had something to fulfill and sometimes that weight can be a lot and it was a lot for me and because of that my mind was never present it was always tapped into what my next move was going to be or figuring out what it could be um, but what I realize now is there's so much power in being present. That's my mantra, like every day that like, that's how you get the most out of living or even working. Like if you're go, if you're, if you love what you do, that's how you yeah. become process oriented and define, defining who you are rather than, you know, st- being outcome oriented and ignoring how you bloom and how you move. Getting to understand yourself is all about being present and, you know, figuring yourself out and enjoying the life that you live while you live it. You know, so yeah, work work can be a lot, but definitely don't let it suck you in. Like, <laughs> cause yeah. it's not healthy at all, at all. Even if Yo, you're succeeding, it's... it's not worth it. Like, and then mm-hmm. some people know me, and it's funny because so many people know me for different things with all the little and like all the endeavors that I do. And you so... know, because you be out here, you know. <laughs> and one, so like, for those of you that don't know, I've done a basketball tournament, memorial basketball tournament, for the last about six, seven years now and um, youth camps and clinics and it became very big it's you know it's been a blessing to see how much support I've had and people tell me you're gonna do it next year and you know it unfortunately was a result of me I was not in a healthy state when I was doing that tournament I was working myself to the bone like if I got four hours of sleep that was a full night's sleep and I wake up and get mad at myself like Michaela you should have only slept for two hours like there was a point where I was only sleeping for like two hours I was working that's when I was working at three or four jobs but I was grieving at the same time but not grieving to what the way I needed to be and so like I said it's like Success, I mean, the success is nice, but it's not worth it when you put you don't put yourself first, you know. And um, yeah. that was kind of like a prime example during my life to where I really liked what I created. But at the same time, looking back at it now, I need to slow either slow things down or, you know, just find that balance of not having to feel as though I need to keep myself up to that standard because it's not a healthy one. Yeah. Whew. <laughs> all of that yo i'm uh i want to what is what is this book again oh Figure out. i got a whole list of books but like one yeah. of the ones i really like is, right. um, yeah okay, everything yeah. is fig- figure outable and i'm a person when i get a book i highlight it up i put post-it notes sticky notes okay all that stuff um this one i did the audio book um oh. it's really really good um i forget the lady's name but it's oh wait actually i got it on my phone let me see what it's called I really suggest everyone to read it because it's it's a good one. 
was this uh, like a book within a series of books that you read or was this the absolute first one that was like, you know what? Now I'm going to change my life. (laughs) No, this one was just recently. Um, Okay. But I mean, it goes in phases. Everybody's different. Everyone's going to pick up a book for a different reason and then kind of venture into different books. But this one was Everything is Figure Outable by Marie Forleo. F-O-R-L-E-O. But um, like I said, I started with like self-help books then self-development books. And then I went into business books and now I'm at like finance, finance books. So my book journey, I mean, it really is a journey. Everybody's going to start in different areas. Yeah. Yo, uh, well, for me, I actually had a book that changed my life, uh, mm-hmm. which really helped. Uh, so yeah, uh, like I said, I had my early early stint with like negative self-talk, um, you know, self-depreciation, um, and, you know, thoughts of and or words of not being around, right? That was my preteen angst. Uh, and then I lived, you know, for a while, while, um, I guess we have a, a technical freeze. I, okay, there we go. <laughs> it was me, guys. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Uh, Good thing we have our, our two audios, too, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, outside of that, it was like uh, coming into uh, my 30s, actually, where I was just, you know, uh, like Aurora in Disney, just like walking around blindly, just like, oh, my gosh, everything is so great. Until I came to like this crashing point a few months after my 30th birthday, and it really destroyed me. Uh, I had a hard time processing the event and on top of that, um, I lost a lot of my capacity to hold myself up. And so in moments when normally I could dismiss a bad thought or if I had you know, something negative to say or if I felt something, um, I could normally process my way through it. Whereas after this event, everything deteriorated exponentially, you know? So if I had a single thought um, in about 15 minutes time on a slow day, I would be collapsed on the floor, hyperventilating, you know? Um, On a quick time, it would literally be within like 90 seconds, you know? Um, And I'd be like sweating, crying on the floor, collapsed, um, and just like wanting to leave this world, you know? Um, and so that persisted for the last part of 2018 and going, excuse me, the last part of 2017 um, and going into 2018. And it was in the spring of 2018 that I was making a trip from New York City back home to the Seattle area. And I was in the airport and I was like, I didn't bring anything to do this whole time. Usually I'll bring like a beating project or something. Mm-hmm. I didn't. So I, I went to Hudson News and I was checking out their book section and I was like, Kellen, you've been like dealing with, you know, a lot of suicidal ideation. You've been having these crazy attacks. You've been spending more time um, working against yourself than you are building yourself up. Like, let's make a change. So something led me to the self-help section. And I remember going through the different books and then I narrowed it down to two. And then finally, something in me was just like, oh, go with this one. And the book that I chose, it was called uh, The Achievement Habit. Stop Wishing, Start Doing, and Take Command of Your Life. Uh, and it was written by uh, Bernard Roth. And, um, and that book, it, it literally changed my life. 
And I don't mean that in like, oh, it's the go-to. It's going to save everything. However, here's the cool thing is that like I've been on a lot of international trips. I've been all over the place. I've been snowed in. I've been canceled. I've had all the craziest travel stories when it comes to airports. And uh, my family just knows this about me. They're always terrorize me like, oh, Kellen, he always has the craziest tricks. <laughs> Uh, and I had another one and it involved this book because I got it and I was so excited. I was like, oh yeah, I have an hour and 30 minutes till my plane leaves. So let me just sit down and read the forward. Uh, and so then I did. And then it was just talking about like, if you want to do something in your life, you just have to do it, you know, like stop saying it, stop planning it, start doing it. Uh, you know, if you are quick to anger and you know that about yourself, then do something about it. Uh, and so it was crazy because then I, so I read that and I was like, oh, this is super intriguing. Like, I'm excited to like read this on my flight. So I walked to the gate and I go and here I'm thinking it's the boarding time. No, it's actually the departure time. So when I got oh, to wow. the gate, everything was closed. Yeah. And so again, I have a history of like mishaps at the airport and getting stuck places. And like, I know that like, everything inside of me wanted to flip out and you know yeah. just like woe is me <laughs> the universe hates me you know now i'm gonna be stuck here and you know texting all my family and friends how pissed i am and this and that uh and i just remember just being like i read this two minutes ago where it said if there's something that you don't like that you know that you do you know like stop it right then and there and make a different decision and so i remember i just right then i was like the universe was telling me, like, oh, okay, like, you really want to change your life? Like, let's see. Um, and they gave me a test, like, it gave me a test immediately. Um, and it actually turned out to be a blessing because, you know, I caught another flight, like, four hours later. So I was able to spend those four hours reading the book uh, mm -hmm. and starting to get into the work. And more than anything, it was that decision that I made in the moment where I was like, oh, well, I can't do anything about this. Yeah. Normally, I would freak out. Normally, I would drag everyone else around me down in this very moment. I don't want to do that. Yeah. So let me just figure it out, you know? And that's uh, what I mean by like breaking yeah. down your emotions. You know what I mean? So yes. like if it was me, it's like, okay, I get there, the gate's closed. I'm angry. I want to flip out. Okay, well, why yep. did you miss your flight? I missed your flight because I, it was an oversight. I completely overlooked. Okay, so what are you going to do about it? I'm going to talk to the superintendent. So why are you upset? I'm upset because I might have to pay for this. I'm going to be delayed. Okay, but even if you do have to pay for this, or even if you do have to be delayed, are you going to get home? I, yeah, so why are you getting upset? So it's like, yep. you know what I mean? So that's how yep. I like break down each emotion to where like, I'm still going to get what I want. It might take a little time, but you know, it's figure outable. So that's some yeah. of the things we have to do and understand like while you're sad allow yourself to cry allow yourself to have those emotions then break those emotions down and um go from there but um yeah. but yeah and it's like especially when it comes to reaching out for help like for us it's like our at first it's like we kind of took it within our own hands to kind of yeah. figure out and understand the help that we need but there are a lot of commonalities amongst black and native cultures when it comes to reaching out for help as opposed to, you know, understanding that we need to figure out like right now we have those resources and yeah. some communities just don't have those resources. So for like with black culture, there's a lot of hesitancies just in the fact that there is very limited trust in medical professionals. You know, that's kind of one of the biggest challenge just based yeah. on history because we were once guinea pigs in the past to doctors. Like look at Fannie Lou Hamer. You know, there's a lot that they're to yes. dig deep when, when it comes to trust. And there's this conflict of identity of being the strong black woman, right? Or as many Ooh. black men have faced growing up and being taught not to show any emotion at all. 
Yeah. So, you know, and then the, another huge factor is for us as a culture is we tend to have too much to do and too much to handle without much help, such as being a single parent, battling poverty, or just having to keep up because we've always had to work that much harder, you know? So it limits our time as well to where it's like, I don't have time, you know? And I think that's another thing, especially within black culture to where it's like, I don't have enough time. I have to focus on making sure I'm doing well for me and my kids or making sure our lights stay turned on, you know, and even just throughout history, the government setting up the lot that they've set up for us to try to hold us back. And then same with Native American communities where many choose spiritual practices first, which is also very common in black communities where projecting Mm -hmm. the Bible on us without actually dealing with the issue is most common. Same with like shoving you that longhouse or smudging first and not really getting to the root of the problem. Um, I think it's very important to maintain your faith in what way it helps you, but more importantly, understand what is going on and how you are reacting to it, you know? So I think that would avoid a lot as well. So there's nothing wrong with faith, but get to the root of the problem and then kind of focus your faith and let that mold kind of come, not mold you, but like, you know, come in secondary in a sense. Like you need to figure it out for you first and then kind of go from there. But, um, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. Well, thank you for running that down. Yes. Um, and that's not even an exhaustive list. You know, that's not even the tip of the iceberg. You know, that's yeah. just like looking down at the iceberg. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, oh, dang. I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, well. It's okay. We'll come back. Keep it rolling. <laughs> <It's okay>. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I had it too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but like because all of those pressures and the, the things that we have to face as black and brown people it's hard and a lot of people turn to self-medication you know which happens in both types of communities a lot of which has to do with pressure like i said providing for families or trying to keep up with the bills or whatever in black communities um it was a war on drugs right they pushed self-medication at us that way to where they can actually you know that's a whole nother conversation in itself (sighs) but then and then in native communities it's like when alcohol was traded which stems a whole nother deeper issue with the native communities and especially being on the reservation like today with not many resources resources or simply things to do binge drinking occurs more than it should And it's very, very easy to get consumed by it. So I think it's important not to self-medicate. That's one thing I obviously would make sure to propose is don't feel like you have to go to a secondary source just to numb the pain or have fun so you don't think about it because it only turns around and bites you in the end. Oh, for sure. You know, and then on top of that, like the the Indian Relocation Act of like the 1950s where it's literally taking people and putting them into ur- like taking them from their natural homelands and putting them into urban spaces mm-hmm. which of course has its many branches of effects outside of it yet you know also stripping the indian from the person you know keeping the man you know kill the indian keep the man mm-hmm. uh and removing our connection to land which is like a major thing you know yeah. um because we can find that both are true. You know, you can be very traditional, you can be very faith-based, and also work on your personal stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. your your mental health, your your inner stuff. Like, they don't have to be separate, you know, they can both be true. Um, Yeah, it's kind of understanding that balance, I guess, is like the thing. For sure. I don't know. Maybe I wandered off a little bit too much right there. That was like a weird segue. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think about that because, you know, um, just in thinking of how culture does promote a lot of wellness, you know, so like even just 
um, all of us being able to get out into the land, say you go out uh, for a walk or whatever it is, you know, just having connection to the land, that's something that's very ingrained in who we are as indigenous people, you know, so to have that um, very powerful connection to something that influences our well-being um, Mm -hmm. ripped away from us, you know, as we're forcibly removed and put into these other places and forced to live these other lives. Um, you know, it's a huge thing. Uh, and then it only takes a few generations to actually like sever that connection, you know, cause now these people, you know, they have their kids and then they have their kids. Uh, so it's that two generations. And now, you know, those grandchildren grow up not connected to the land. And so it's already starting with that deficiency of something that, our indigenous knowledge helps so much in like cultivating us as good people and as healthy beings, you know, um, which is just found from our people roaming and living off the lands for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we get that knowledge. Uh, yeah. It's just, it's wild when you look at uh, all these things, like you say, war on drugs, you know, like these markers um, that are huge and they have these colossal effects Uh, And especially just how we can process and walk through our days uh, and maintain some kind of like mental stability. You know, it's a lot to just take in and process. Yeah, for sure. I agree. But I mean, it's it's always good to talk about it. And I think more importantly, just live in your truth. And, you know, that's 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 very important. I think there's. You can't control other people and how they react to your truths, but yeah. you can you can you can do yours. I think you know the truth of the matter is that we can't we can't always control what happens to us or how other people move. Um, but when you understand finally understand the value of not needing a change, um, what you can't control, a whole new door opens. So there's a lot. I feel like just not only dealing with our traumas and understanding those histories. Um, just being able to not feel as though you have to get angry and point your anger at somebody else necessarily, Ooh, but deal it yeah. with your deal it within yourself. It is kind of why I was kind of saying that as well is understanding that truth, not being you know hesitant to speak your truth or ashamed or insecure about it, um, and but actually just doing something about it. You know, and there's a lot of help, and I don't feel, I feel like I don't know how many people on the res actually know how much help there really there really is, but of course, yeah. Indian Health Services is a resource. Um, especially like in Lapway, Nimipu Health is great. You know, my experience yeah. was very easy. And I know some people, I've done a focus group to where some people just don't want to go there because everybody knows everybody on the res and people Truth. talk and, you know, and, but the thing is you have to start somewhere, but you also get your choice at Nimipu Health. And if you d- don't necessarily feel as though you can find your fit there, you can go outside of Nimipu Health and they'll take yeah. care of you. But the first step is just showing up and saying that you need help. Everything else is figure outable from there. They're going to want, they want to help you. So if they can't find a therapist within the clinic, they will appoint you somewhere else as well. Like with my experience, like I said, it was very I was going to say, yeah, what, do you you have a personal experience with Nimi Poo Health and all that? No, it was good. I know everyone has mixed reviews um, just because. Oh, I know I do. Yeah, everyone has mixed reviews. (laughs) Everyone has mixed reviews because either their family goes. um, I know I've heard one issue to where. One girl went and her mother either worked there or or went there and they were telling the mother just because she was a I don't even know if she was a minor, but they were telling the mother, you know, what the what the girl was saying. And she was like, I don't want you know, I'm sharing things yeah. with you because I don't 
feel comfortable within my family to speak about it. Like she wants a different perspective. So um, when I kind of spoke to her, I was like, I was just letting her letting her know, like, just make sure you voice that opinion or voice, not opinion, voice, voice that um, yeah. to the staff. And they'll either most likely switch who you're seeing or refer you out. And if you're, you're referred out, then it's just, it's paid for, it's taken care of. And some yeah. people, they don't try, they don't go for help, probably especially black people as well because of the cost. Um, but for yes. natives, if you have that, if you, if they're able to take care of it, definitely use that. But yeah, anyway, I went in and I spoke to Tonia Aripa, shout out to her. So, go off. Yeah. So should we, I went in and she basically just talked to me. She's super, and if you know her, she's super like nice and like, like light spoken. So she's okay. very calming. She has like the whole vibe in her office and she's like, Michaela, I'm just going to ask you a series of questions. And I'm like, okay. So yeah. But you have to be honest so they can really place you. And so she went through. She's like, okay, I'm going to have this therapist reach out to you. And I liked who I got because she's super blunt. like, And okay. I'm very straight to the point. Some people like to run around it, sugarcoat it. But I'm like, no, tell me what I need, doc. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. tell me, am I, yeah. am I acting crazy right now? Like, you know what I mean? And so, um, you know what I mean? So... She's 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 really cool, but um, but yeah, the first like I said, the first step is just getting through the door. There's people yeah. that want to help you, but you have to be open enough to receive that help and find that help because you will find it. But you have to you have to walk through that door door first. But um, but just like everybody, you you have your checkups when you get your physical. You go to the dentist. You, you yeah. have physical therapy. Your mental health should be exactly the same. You need to check in on yourself from time to time. And sometimes we just got things to get off our chest. You know, yeah. bottling it. Oh up my gosh, number one, up. yeah, yeah. That only that only leads to an outburst on if it's you just if it's an outburst that you know stresses you out, or if it's an outburst on other people that don't deserve it. It's not fair to them. So if you just got something to say or some like for me, I used to be a really bad overthinker. I overthought okay. everything, okay. and. Um, and I always would say, I was like, overthinking is kind of like a disease. Like those people who overthink, you totally understand it because you do something and someone else looks at you funny or they say something a certain way, then it's on your mind forever. And all you want to do is try to prove yourself and then it's diminishing. And it's like, so, um, I was able to tap out of that and thankfully, like, thankfully I was able to. Where was I going with that? I don't remember. But anyway, <laughs> I forgot. I was, had a whole. I forgot where I was going with that. But, oh yeah, yeah, I knew where I was going. And so sometimes, okay. yes. like when I do overthink things, or I feel as though I'm starting to overthink things, I'm like, Michaela, stop thinking about it right now. Text your therapist. Say, hey, let's lock in a session. And I just gotta get it out. And most of the time, she's like, Michaela, you're you chill. Like it's not a big deal. Um, yeah. So, but it makes me feel better too, to where I can just put it on pause not think about it until my next session I can go on with my life you know I'm like I'll get it out then so yeah. so yeah there's many reasons it doesn't mean necessarily anything's wrong with you you know no it means sometimes you just need somebody to talk to and you don't want everybody knowing your business <laughs> oh for sure yo yeah um well thank you for that too I'm glad that you had a good experience with Nimipu Health uh mine didn't start off the best mm-hmm. uh it got better so you know I'm not going to knock them uh, yeah. no and like and, i said everybody's you know, experience is different yeah. i kind of lucked out but but like i said i mean they'll place you so yeah if it doesn't work there they should be able they'll, they'll figure something out yeah i think it's not even a knock to nimi Pu health itself it's actually just a 
a show of what the system is. Because even when I was, you know, located there on the reservation and I was physically going to the clinic and asking for help, uh, you know, I was like, hey, y'all, I'm heavy in my suicidal ideation. I am heavy in uh, my self-harm, you know, like I, you know, cutting is like a thing. I, I also like starve myself sometimes, especially when I get really upset and I can mm-hmm. go a couple days without eating. And it's like a self, it's like a, it's a self punishment thing, mm-hmm. um, which before I didn't loop into my mental health yet. Now I do. I understand that like, it's a part of that. It's a way of like, you know, um, self harm. Moral yeah. is like, I, I was going to them and I was like, Hey, I really do need help. Uh, because every day, uh, I am feeling this stuff and I'm also, um, you know, falling into like self-medicating, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was encouraging that my intake person was so great. Cause I was like, okay, good. I'm going to finally do this, you know? Uh, because I, I was walking the earth over the last, like I mentioned like 2018, 2019, um, falling into these fits. And I was like, well, I don't have any insurance. I don't have the money to pay for this stuff. You know, I know there are certain free resources. Yet at the time I was living over in New York, you know, I was like, I'm not even like in my home home. Uh, Mm -hmm. So how do I find these resources? And so I just, I wasn't because I was like, I don't have money. I don't have insurance. So I guess like I don't get to talk about my, about my issues and I don't get to seek therapy and counseling and mental health. Um, and so then when I finally got to the reservation, I was like, oh, I have IHS. Like, okay, boom, I, I can finally do this thing. And going and trying to do it, um, there was a month that passed between my intake. So leaving that appointment where she was like, okay, we're going to review this uh, in the next two days. And then by the top of next week, one of our therapists will reach out to you. I waited a month. Yeah, And I've heard not that only too, did I wait, I called like over and over. And I even showed up. I went there and I was like, you guys, I am literally on the edge. Like I am begging (laughs) for help. I am begging you. I'm showing up here. Please help me. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they didn't, you know. Uh, And so after that month elapsed, I finally got a call from the therapist and she gave me like this whole like BS thing. She's like, I didn't have your number. And I was like, well, if you didn't have my number, then how did you just call me right here and right now? (laughs) You know, like I was so over her. Uh, uh, Anyways, fast forward like another week and I had a breakdown where I was at my grandparents house by myself and I felt everything inside me drop to the floor and like every urge in me wanted to end my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, my body was shaking and I was like, I need someone to take, I'm alone. Like, I'm going to do this. You know, I'm by myself. There's no one here to stop me. This is where I'm at, you know? Mm-hmm. And I knew I knew that I didn't want to be at that place. Yeah, that's where I was. Uh, and so I, I had to like drive myself on the highway, which if, you, if you've never been to Lapway, it's like there's a highway that runs right through it. It goes 65 miles per hour. It slows down when you get to the city limit. So 45 for about a mile and a half. However, here I am like in the middle of like a mental like breakdown. My body's shaking and I'm having to merge directly onto a highway at 65 and drive myself to the clinic so that I don't self-harm, you know? Mm-hmm. Um It was just like the most disheartening thing. And I just remember like walking into the office and I was like, can you please just let me sit in somebody's office so that I don't do something? Just put me in somebody's presence. That's all I'm asking. 
And it was finally at that moment that I finally got sat down with a therapist who I then followed up with like every week um, Mm -hmm. for the next couple months. Yet um, I was begging for help, begging. Uh, And when I didn't get it by like week two, week three, you know, I wanted to give up. And so then it's just like my family had to intervene, you know, they had to call, they had to do these things. Um, And so then I think about that. I'm like, well, one, imagine if a person didn't have family to intervene Two, imagine if the person didn't have the like self sustainability, the self confidence, the self just being able to stand up and like Mm -hmm. make it there, you know, like all these things that it just, it blows my mind. Um, and you know, you can't blame them at the exact same time because you know, it's, it's all part of the system. Yeah. Uh, and that's what's so disheartening. And that's why I think it's like such a top priority, mental health and just our overall health, um, as both native and black people, you know, just like all the shit that we carry, you know, yeah. you, you've touched on a little, little bit of it and mm-hmm. it's still not even, it's exactly. still not even giving what it's meant to give, you know? Yeah. Um, it just blows my mind. Yeah, it's a lot. It's definitely yeah. a lot. Hopefully, the IHS has stepped up the game. Maybe I just got lucky, but, <laughs> but yeah, but you're yeah, that I one salmon <laughs> that made it upstream. Uh, easy days, know. while the rest of us are flopping around on the rocks. Oh, gosh. <laughs> but I, I'm always quick to refer my therapist. Like, girl, you need therapy here. Like, do you? Is this something you need to do? I'll give you my therapist. But um, nice. but it's a, we did. I did a focus group in Lapway, and it was towards the youth. And I want to say I did an adult one too. But yeah. um, and they just basically anonymously voiced their concerns, and hopefully they pass that on. You know, I've been rocking with them for the last year almost now. I want to say, if not less. Um, and they've been on top of it, but like I said, just get your foot in the door. And if you don't get it there, seek outside help. Um, and then obviously have the right people in your circle as well. That's a huge thing. One thing I did for myself was social media. I did a like social media sweep to where I only followed certain accounts. I released some of the accounts if I felt like I was comparing myself to anyone or someone was constantly complaining or whatever, I went ahead and took them off my social media so it's it's, wow. the, it's the little steps you know and depression and anxiety comes in many forms like for me i sleep a lot when i feel overwhelmed or okay compared to complete opposite of what i used to be to where i didn't get any sleep but um that's when you need to make sure you're checking in on yourself always take a minute to check in on yourself but another thing i do want to say just for those who are listening who may be battling depression or you know anxiety or you know anything that's really affecting their emotions a lot. Um, I just want to make sure to throw this number out there, the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. That's 1-800-273-8255. Again, that's 1-800-273-8255. Just seek help. Just, you know, some. I know one of the things that I kind of struggled, that I knew I wanted, I just wanted somebody to talk to um, in those moments. So make sure you have those people you can speak to. Um, it, it really doesn't matter who's in your circle. If you feel like they're weighing you down, whether it's friends or family, you know, make sure you're making those adjustments within your life because it goes a very long way. Yo, thank you. Yeah. Um, thank you for throwing that out. Uh, one of the things that I did uh, is I actually joined a text line um, and I found it through just searching on Google there's um, wearenative.org, so we are w e r n a t i v e dot org, uh, 
Um, there's the text line 97779 where you can text BRAVE. Uh, they also have different words that you can text to that line. Um, they have an ask auntie, ask uncle option where you can have like a live chat with somebody. Uh, and then also checking out another one of the, like there's a list of resources on the um, Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration website. Uh, so SAMHSA.gov, which I love going there and checking out uh, their resources line uh, because they have uh, specific resources for the different communities, you know, and, uh, so in searching these different things, uh, I just like, Oh, I'll, I'll save these text lines for later, you know? So I was like, oh, I'll just, I'll just do the thing that way it's in my phone. I won't have to like come back to this page and find it. Uh, and what I found is that, uh, you know, I'll get these texts, like I'll get about three a week and it's an encouraging text. Uh, and it's, you know, it'll have like an exercise or just an affirmation or just, you know, anything um, and it's funny because I, I, I only put it into my phone for research purposes. I was just accumulating the list of things that I could like share as a resource list. And now I, I maintain it, you know, I don't stop it, uh, because I'm understanding that I'm like, oh geez, even right here and right now, like I'm still processing my way through a, a lot of things. And, uh, so if, if, you don't have access right in this very moment to therapy. If you don't feel as though you have anyone that you can talk to, if you're not comfortable speaking into your phone, if you're not comfortable riding on a pad and getting your thoughts out, if you're not comfortable just walking out into nature and talking to a tree, talking to a blade of grass, just getting your thoughts out, um, that's another thing that you can do. You can hop on these text lines. Uh, and so, you know, it's just you as an individual taking that step, um, where you don't even have to be face to face, or you may not, not even have to engage just the fact that you've opened yourself up to this line. They may reach out to you every, every few weeks, uh, or like a couple times a week. As I mentioned, this one that I did through wearenative.org, uh, the 9779 number, um, I'll get a text from them like three times a week. And I forget about it. And then it'll pop up and I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. I didn't realize that I needed that message. Uh, and so it always comes through in a really nice way. So um, I, I mentioned that just again, because uh, I understand, you know, a lot of us understand the barriers that you have to go through in order to just get help. Like, dude, why is it so hard to just get help? <laughs> you know, Like yeah. I'm sitting here asking for assistance with this very specific thing. Why? do I then have to go through this obstacle course in order to get help for this thing that is paramount to my existence? You know, like if I don't get this figured out, I may not, I may choose, you know, to do something very drastic. Um, and not everyone can get past that, you know? And um, that's, that's why it's important, you know? Yeah. And make sure to find, Find the beauties in life as you go along. I know one thing I like to do is definitely take heights. Make sure you're getting out of the house. You're drinking your water. You're eating. Even if you're not hungry, make sure you eat, um, work out. That's why I'm really happy to see the Barbell Society doing their thing because that's definitely Ooh, a yes. stress reliever as well. Um, so just find something to, to occupy your mind in a good way, but not necessarily push your feelings aside. Use, use what you like to do in those small moments to really tap into you. But that's Come all on. I have to say today. Yeah. I feel like we had a good, well, good I first wonder, episode. Oh, for sure we did. <laughs> um, well, I wonder too. Are are what like what are your list of like 
solutions or like your, your practices? Like what are the things that you practice? Uh, yes, I have a routine. So I get up. Um, I'm one of those people that lay in bed for like 30 minutes, just like awake. And okay. Before, so I do have two phones and I did that for my mental health because Go off. I can turn off my business phone when I need to and just be with my family or I can focus and tap into work and only be about work. Um, so in the morning I get up, I kind of lay there for a little bit and then um, kind of just mentally prepare myself for the day. Yeah. Um, kind of reviewing the night before I write out my to-do list. I go through the things I accomplished. Yes, the day. go um, off. Yeah, I write out the things that I need to do tomorrow because I have a really bad sleeping problem. Like I take okay. melatonin like nearly every night in all forms. Wow. So okay. I try because uh, my mind would constantly run of what I have to do and it'd be the littlest things. And so I make sure to bring out my to-do list, get that out of the way so I'm not thinking about anything when I go to sleep, nothing's keeping me up. If I am having one of those nights, I will pop up, even if it's like 3 a.m. because I haven't been able to sleep, I'll do like a mind dump, whether it's things that are on my mind of what I have to do or if it's a situation that's bothering me. Um, No matter what it is, I just get it on paper and then I'll easily fall asleep. And the next morning, like I said, I'll wake up, I'll lay there for about 30 minutes, just get mentally ready. I'll get up um, before I even touch my phones. I put on some tea, like put on the water. I yes. drink my like positive vibes tea. That's what it's called. My mom always laughs at me because it's positive, <laughs> called positive energy, but it helps. And so and it has caffeine. And so is that I the yogi tea. yogi tea? Uh, I think so. I want to yeah. say it is. I can't remember. It's a yellow box. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I get my tea ready. I get back, you know, sit down. Um, I'm reading two books right now, but I usually read my business book in the morning and I'll read like my biography book. Um, I'm reading one, um, not by James Baldwin, but about James Baldwin. So I'll read that one at night sometimes. But um, once my tea is ready, I open my uh, my book, read my book, gets me motivated for the day. And I lay out some mantras once I'm done reading. So one of them you heard today, there's so much power in being present. Um have a few of them and I write those down so then that way when I'm feeling overwhelmed I immediately stop myself and say my mantra and it keeps me going for the day so sometimes yes. I have one mantra sometimes I have three mantras um once I lay out my mantras I read my book um I'll review my to-do list and then I'll grab my phone and start my day basically I'll check my personal one make sure everybody's good and then I get my personal one and my business one go through what I need to do today and then I'll work out um after I work out, I will start working on the things I need to. So that's like literally, yeah. I do that every single night and every single morning. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. Yo, you have a beautiful routine. <laughs> it's become habit. I think they say it yeah. takes about 30. I read this book. Um, another book, uh, <laughs> The Power of Habit by Charles. Charles, what, how do you, I, don't know how to say, I don't know how to say his last name, Dunhig or something. Anyway, okay. it takes 30 days about to make a habit. So if you do something consistently for X amount of days, it automatically becomes habit. So um, reading was something I wanted to create as a habit. So I do that. I feels off when I don't read it. Um, taking my supplements, doing my mantras. Um, so working out. I fell out of working out, so now I'm trying to get back in. Yep. Um, so just keep doing it consistently. Just lay out all the things that you want to do and habits that you want to create. It's not going to be fun in the beginning. Nothing's fun in the beginning. But if, yeah. you're, if you're having a challenge, that means it's worth doing. So keep doing it, and um, it'll become a habit, and life will start to shift for you. <laughs> yeah. What about you? Yeah, uh, I mean, it depends. I I think like my red zone, like when I'm in a bad place, 
my immediate go-tos are physical activity. For me, I like to hop on my yoga mat. Um, so if I start to move my body, it brings me back to the present, you know, like you're saying, uh, where all the other chaos outside of that moment can kind of subside for a little bit. Uh, another like red zone when I'm like high, high, high um, in my, or I guess low, 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 you know, uh, will be journaling. Uh, so getting yeah, out a key. pen and paper, you know, I, I actually had to do that at a like a meeting like a month ago where I was literally in a public setting in a meeting um, and my suicidal ideation started as I was in this space. Um, and so I was just like, I, how do I get out of this? How do I process it? Um, and so I, I just grabbed what I had near me and I just kept writing and I wrote for about 30 minutes and. Uh, and so that was like a red zone tactic that I had, you know, where I was just like, everything's on high alert right now. Uh, and then it helps me. Uh, so again, like if I can move my body or if I can write, those are like my two main things. And so then when I get to like my yellow zone where it's like a little bit more controlled, um, yeah, definitely adding in time outside of the house. So being able to go outside, walk in nature, and as well as uh, getting I like to aim for nine hours of sleep. Um, you know, I usually get about six, uh, seven. So I always try to make my goal eight. So I'll shoot for nine. Um, I had a moment where I was actually doing 10 hours of sleep a night. And that was like, I kept it for about three months and it was magical. It helped my oh, body really? so much. Yeah. That's good. Um, and I think part, it wasn't even necessarily just the amount of sleep. It was literally the fact that I was able to do what you described where, you know, these are the, like before this time and after this time, I will not look at my phone. I will not touch my phone. Um, before I go to sleep and as soon as I wake up, you know, I will say the five things that I'm grateful for. Um, at the end of the day, I'll write down the three things that I accomplished, the three things that I wanted to do better, you know, and they'd be simple things like look your dad in the eye when you say you love him, you know, mm -hmm. smile back at this person when they smile at you. Yeah. Um, be kind to yourself, you know, like small little things. It didn't have to be like major things yet. Like you say, putting it on paper, it helps you to process it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that's what I found is like, I was feeling the most, um, well taken care of when I did a very similar routine to what you were doing. Um, you know, making sure that my affirmations were in there, writing things out, getting plenty of sleep, getting outside and moving my body. Yeah, those are key. I have journals for everything. I have obviously like my calendar, then I have my to-do journal, then I had my gratitude journal, and it was just like a, more of like a, not a pocket size one, but you know, like maybe like a five by four or something, you know, just a small notebook. Yeah. And I would make sure by the end of the day, I have 10 things listed that I'm grateful for. And I try to bang them out in the morning. If I can't bang them out in the morning, I'll bang them out throughout the day. So it kept my kept my positivity going and realizing that I have so much to be grateful for. You know, I do have purpose. I do affect other people's lives. And so um, it's more than just me, you know, people see me. So um, I always made sure I did that as well. But yeah, if you, journaling, journaling is definitely, is definitely huge. If you can journal, definitely journal. Yeah. Another thing that like was really great. I got it from Iyanla Van Zandt, uh, <laughs> which I didn't realize she's black native. Did you? Oh no. Is she like, yeah, I, I watched one of her down South. Uh, her, I can't remember like where her people are from Yeah, She, she mentioned that, um, in, uh, a soul, uh, Oprah 
video that I watched on YouTube. I'm not Cherokee, then I'll take it seriously. You know, my family had the nerve to to claim Cherokee. I'm like, all right, I'm not going to. Yo. My black side said that for the longest time. And then it wasn't until my aunt had ancestry and she's like, turns out we're not Cherokee. I was like, oh, Oh, word. (laughs) I did not claim that. You know what? That's that's actually like a whole ass thing, too, because it's strange how we are so connected to our Nimipu side, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, where great great grandmother was a Cherokee princess. I don't know. So many people try to claim that my great great grandmother. I guess you're right. Yeah. Twice removed for my. So I can't be. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm one in eight ninths Cherokee. Like now, I recently. I'm not trying to dog the Cherokee tribe because if you're yes. a full blood Cherokee, by all means, you get that respect. But it's for the people who try try to claim it. Yeah, and but, uh, they have a crazy history that I don't even dare to in, to, to to try to understand. You know, I'm just yeah. like, oh my gosh. Uh, anyways, she was talking about like thanking yourself, forgiving yourself, and I think it's like a hope. So like I would say like five thank yous for something, like seven I forgive you, Kellens, and like mm-hmm. five I hope for you, something like that. So every day, um, yeah, before I even touch my phone, like I would be in the mirror, um, like right after I brush my teeth, and I would make sure to look myself in the eye in the mirror because I know that if I don't look myself in the eye that I'm not absolutely telling the truth. Uh, and it was really revealing on the times when I was like, oh, Kellen, I forgive you for this. You know, I forgive you for acting out of anger yesterday. I forgive you for whatever it is. Um, and you notice in those moments, like, oh, did I look away or did I maintain the eye contact with myself, uh, and spoke out of truth? Um, so that was like one really powerful thing. And so not that that has to be anyone's practice yet. Again, finding your, your gratitude, your appreciation, your affirmation, yeah, um, can and help like, so much. If you're like me, and it, or was like me, um, if you're hard on yourself, I, the one thing that I did is I made note of all the compliments that I would see, receive from other people, oh. um, whether it was social media or whether it was just somebody something saying it. I started to take note of those things, and then that's when I would look in the mirror and say all those things that people have said about said to me and realize you know that's that's who you truly are you know people can't tap into your brain everything you think you are that's not who you are to the outside world that's not how you are actually perceived you're perceived based on all of these compliments and people you know sharing that truth and honesty about how they truly feel about you that's who you are you know and i think it's very easy to get wrapped up and consumed on within our own minds and say we're we're this or i hate myself or i hate when i do this but that's not the way you're seeing other people you're a beautiful person you know what i mean so it's important to take in those compliments and you know really tell yourself them because that's who you truly are that's how you're viewed and you know, you have a purpose and you are worth it. So Yes. And, uh, you know, if you're into indigenizing your life, like I am, you know, reclaiming the F out of my Nimipu being, um, I took my affirmations into the language, you know, into Nimipu Timt, the Nesper speak. Um, and one of the ones that I honestly say to myself all the time is Waki Suisa. Um, and it comes from an adjective walk that means like alive, well, or safe. Uh, and so when you say it as a verb, walkies, wisa, um, you're saying I am alive. And it's also saying I am getting better or I am regaining my health. And um, I use that one all the time. So like when I'm stressed on the road or like I'm here at my desk and like I'm starting to panic, I'm starting to freak out. Like I'll just stop and I'll take a breath. And I'll be like, walkies, wisa, walkies, wisa. Like I am alive. I'm getting better. You know, um, 
And so, you know, for anyone out there, that's, that's one way too. you know, just, um, tell yourself that one thing, you know, like know that in this present moment, I am alive. Uh, and by, you know, stopping, slowing down and taking stock of where I'm at, you know, I'm regaining my health. I'm getting better. You know, it's at least one step closer, uh, Sure. To betterness. <laughs> yeah. How do I put a button on that statement? <laughs> well, I know big exhales. <laughs> we always have an exhale. That's one thing yeah. they'll probably get tired of. Dang, you got a sigh for everything. We got good yeah, size, bad no, size. You, <laughs> you kill it with the with the exhale and especially with the <clears throat> you know you start my off, us <laughs> off right today. I clear my throat all the time. I make sure I got water on deck, tea on deck. Ah, yeah. uh, well, dope. Uh, thank you so much again. Honestly, 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 like you're so inspiring, and oh, I'm sweating right now. <laughs> you know, maybe TMI for other people, like. I honestly am just because I'm just like so overcome with energy, especially with just how open and honest you have been about your experiences in your life. And I'm really excited um, to continue our journey because one thing that people may not know is that we don't really know each other. We've Mm -hmm. been in um, a, a we've been in each other's circle for the last few months fairly regularly as we've been developing this project. However, outside of that, we've spent years uh, not knowing one another. And so I'm just really excited to continue uh, to be in community with you and to continue learning about so much of your life uh, because it's so amazing how you can drop these small bits of knowledge and or just experiences and how impactful your short combinations of words can be to me and to my spirit uh and so you know that's just my testimonial and so it's like it it gives me chills thinking about the other people outside of us um and and how you know these conversations may affect them so i'm i'm just really excited and i'm so grateful for you and for your energy and everything that you share oh gosh i might have to say i got a glitch so i can go cry (laughs) that was so nice Oh, no, I definitely appreciate you. I mean, this would be nothing without you. It really, really wouldn't. And I'm just ex- very excited to see where we go from here. I know we got some dope conversations Show to review. We already had so many dope conversations just learning right? about one, one another. <laughs> and um, there's a lot coming on. Although this first episode was a little heavy, we didn't mean to be for it to be that heavy. But we got a lot of exciting things coming up. And, you know, there's no other person I'd rather do it with. So... Let's go ahead and get this going. Let's get it started. Nice. I'm excited. We got we yes, got some people yes. tapping in. So um, watch for us. We got a lot of good stuff, a lot of fun stuff, a lot of heavy. Well, I wouldn't say heavy stuff. This is probably the heaviest thing we've probably talked about this far. But, um, <laughs> I know, huh? We came out hard this time. <laughs> just scared like, everybody. Oh. <laughs> just for yeah. everyone to know, this is like our, we've, we've made a few attempts at, yes. uh, at opening this up. And, you know, yes. this is this is the last one. So this yes. is what you're going to get. Um, yes. And so, yeah, we came in with a with a swift right hook. Uh, yes, we got a lot of opinions coming in. You know, you might not agree with all of them, but it's okay. Yeah, We're that's gonna what's going to spark anyway. our dialogue. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, we got some special guests coming in, which we're really, really excited for. Actually, the next show may or may not be a special guest. We don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, yes. We'll keep you tapped in and tuned in. Um, but yeah, we got a lot going on. So I'm excited. Yes. This is a whole other journey that I am proud to be a part of and getting the honor to do. Yes. Well, step by step, we got this. Step by step. You ever watched this show? <laughs> Ish. No. <laughs> ish. I did. I haven't really either. I I'm just like, know the song. ish. Yeah. Day by day. Yeah. I remember. <laughs> I think or I was no, thinking more Houston of like. Or no, the Whitney Houston version. That's a thing. Yeah. That's what I really I didn't mean to scream. Step by step. All right. And that, that's another thing. I sing yep. a lot, but I don't sound good. I was like, I was so. actually going for the Whitney reference. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's, preacher's that's what wife. I meant. That's what I so meant. I'm and then the white it. version came out. And I was like, this is really coming out of my mouth. And I was like, oh, wait. Whitney. Whitney. That's where I was going with this. Uh, I live. And then when she Thank you so day much. By day. <laughs> oh yes. Right. Oh my yes. gosh. I love that you will you will go for a vocal, even a Whitney vocal. <laughs> I'm like, your fearlessness is Lord. everything. It's not, it's not. I can't hit that note, but I'ma try. I'ma try. Yo, you're throwing it out there. At least there's that, you know. You're conjuring anyway. the energy and you're putting it out in its purest for, form. Yeah. Let's let's just go ahead and stop traumatizing these people. Right. Let's just close it yeah. out now. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'll, done I'll hit my Whitney lick next time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We want to thank everybody for tuning in today. As always, it's a pleasure to be here with my crew, simply talking our Black Native talk like we do. There's a whole lot more for us to discuss, though, so stay locked in. You can check out our episodes on quantumtheorypod.com, and feel free to send in any topics, questions, or small business shoutouts to our socials, and you might just hear us discuss it on air. Our IG handle is at quantumtheorypod, and you can also find us on facebook.com backslash quantumtheory. So be kind to yourself out there. Know that you're a boss and drink plenty of water. See you next time. A special shout out to our Black and Amipu brother, Izzy, the mastermind behind the music you hear on the show. Cuts you out, yo, Nick. Thank you so much, man. You can check him out on Instagram. Search triple underscore I-Z-Z-Y period underscore. Hello, that's all.